Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Oh, yeah, it's coming down here. Heavy snow, rain, and strong winds batter the West Coast. We like to urge people to stay off the roads if they can. Nearly 40 million Americans under weather advisories tonight. The growing threat for flash flooding and landslides as another major storm it's California. Damaging winds, you could knock out your power. Also, tornadoes cannot be ruled out. The CBS Evening News starts now. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett in for Nora. We begin tonight with nearly all of California under the threat of dangerous weather, with yet another atmospheric river slamming the West Coast. Torrential rains, snow, damaging winds, and possible tornadoes are expected in this multi-day storm, bringing threats of severe flooding and mudslides. Flash flood warnings are in effect for parts of Los Angeles County, while residents in the Santa Monica Mountains and Hollywood Hills have been warned to be ready to evacuate due to the possibility of mud and debris flows. This is the second batch of storms to hit the region in recent weeks, leaving little time for rain-soaked hillsides to dry out. California's Office of Emergency Services pre-positioned equipment and rescue crews in several counties as this storm moved ashore. CBS's Carter Evans starts us off tonight from Los Angeles. This latest atmospheric river is delivering another crushing blow to California. The overnight deluge made driving on roads treacherous in Sacramento and the Bay Area, resulting in spinouts and close calls. Adeline Martinez and her baby girl were in the back seat when their SUV crashed into a median. When the crash ended up happening, I woke up and the first thing was my baby. I checked if she was fine. The state's central coast has already been inundated with more than six inches of rain in some areas. This is what Santa Barbara's airport looked like today. It was shut down and pinned under nearby rushing waters. 
a gruesome discovery. Right now, a Swiftwater rescue team is recovering a body from the water over there. It's not clear if this is a weather-related death, but the body certainly came down this stream. It's not uncommon for us to see these types of emergencies as water begins to recede. The storms brought down trees and part of this hillside along US 101 near the Oregon border. Farther south in Ventura County, firefighters shoveled mud and stacked sandbags to divert water from homes and streets. But even cleanup crews wound up getting stuck. There's uh, lots of hillsides, lots of falling rocks and trees. Uh, so the roads are very hazardous. Just south of LA, the ground in Rancho Palos Verdes is shifting, buckling and collapsing as the city continues to battle the perils of oversaturation. Meanwhile, in the Sierra, a winter storm warning is in effect until Wednesday. Heavy snow and gusty winds are expected to create blizzard conditions along the highways, making travel across the region dangerous. Back here in SoCal, these mudslides are destructive and expensive. You can see these cars are pretty much totaled, and they're still cleaning up from last week's set of storms, which led to nearly 600 landslides in the L.A. area, and more rain is in the forecast, so the danger is not over. Major? So many hazards. Carter Evans, thank you. For more on that massive Pacific storm, let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Chris, good evening. Good evening, Major. A virtual look at a very wet and soggy Los Angeles. So with this powerful system that's lingering off the coast, sending in more rain, more moisture, the potential for more flooding, mudslides, landslides, debris flow, still a possibility. Not just possible through tomorrow morning, there's going to be some flooding, some flash flooding, but it's likely through parts of Ventura and Los Angeles counties. A lot of moisture still coming up from the tropics and subtropics here, keeping that threat going. By the middle of the week, we're watching that next system in the central and eastern time zones. But this major looks like mainly a rain event for the big cities in the northeast. Chris Warren, thank you so much. Overseas, the mysterious death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has sparked silent protests across Russia and vocal outrage around the world. Tonight, Navalny's widow is vowing to continue his fight for a free Russia as she accuses Vladimir Putin of killing her husband and, quote, hiding his body. CBS's Chris Livesey reports. He was the Kremlin's fiercest critic. Now, Alexei Navalny's widow, Yulia Navalnaya, is filling the painful void, boldly accusing the Russian president himself. Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin killed the father of my children. Putin took away the dearest thing I had. For days, the Navalny family has demanded to see his body. But tonight, Russian investigators say they will hold it for at least two more weeks for examination. In her searing indictment, his widow alleges it's all to cover up traces of poisoning. It was another of Putin's Novichoks, she asserts, the same nerve agent that nearly killed him in 2020. For his legions of outraged supporters, he's now a martyr. We are here to honor the memory of a hero, says Yelena. Vigils have been sprouting up across Russia, leading to roughly 400 arrests. As if speaking from the grave, Navalny sought to steal the spines of his supporters in a documentary just two years ago. My message when I'm killed is very simple, not give up. 
and the outrage truly is worldwide. At vigils like this one in Rome, people are demanding justice for Alexei Navalny and casting blame squarely on the Kremlin. As for the United States, President Biden says even more sanctions against Russia are under consideration. Major. Chris Livesay, thank you. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky sounded the alarm today about Ukraine's shortage of ammunition to fight off the Russian invasion. He said Russian troops are taking advantage of U.S. delays in providing more military aid to Ukraine. President Biden again today criticized House Republicans for refusing to approve his request of $60 billion in military and economic assistance to Ukraine. Now to the 2024 election with South Carolina's Republican primary less than a week away. The state's former governor, Nikki Haley, is hoping for an upset, despite polls showing her down by double digits to current GOP frontrunner and former president, Donald Trump. CBS's Caitlin Huey Burns spoke with a defiant Haley on the campaign trail. Trailing Donald Trump by more than 30 points in her home state, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley is plowing on. At the end of the day, we want to close that gap. We want to make sure that we continue to show that there's a purpose there. In order to win the nomination, you have to win some states. What states do you think you can win? We're playing all of them. You'll have, you know, after South Carolina, you're going to have another 20 states vote. Only three states have voted. We don't anoint kings here. To your supporters who want to see you get to the nomination, how exactly do you get there? One state at a time. One state at a time. If we, if I were to get out of the race now, it would be the longest general election in history. The political leader saying you should get out. Why? Why should I get out? Do we not want states to vote? Let's let them vote. A win in South Carolina on Saturday would give Trump his fourth state victory in a row. Facing that prospect, Haley is focusing her campaign speeches here on the former president's mounting legal challenges and his posture toward we Russia. Do that. I don't know why he keeps getting weak in the knees when it comes to Russia. But I'll tell you what, Russia's not getting weak in the knees. Trump made his first comments about the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny in a Truth Social post Monday, connecting it to his own legal woes, saying we are a nation in decline. Trump received a $355 million fine in a civil court case on Friday. And over the weekend, he tried to rally support at a sneaker convention in Philadelphia, where he unveiled a new line of shoes. It's a slightly different audience than I'm used to, but I love this audience. And with just five days to go until the South Carolina primary, both Republican candidates will be campaigning here tomorrow in the same area. Donald Trump has a town hall and Nikki Haley is set to deliver a speech on the state of the race. And she's defying calls to drop out. Major? Caitlin Huey Burns, thank you. Now to significant developments in the Red Sea. Iranian-backed Houthi militants claim they took down a $30 million MQ-9 Reaper drone. A U.S. official tells CBS News the unmanned aircraft crashed off the coast of Yemen, but the cause is under investigation. A Houthi missile strike by the group terrorizing vital international shipping lanes forced the crew of a cargo vessel to abandon ship in one of the worst attacks so far. And it all comes after U.S. Central Command says it took out a Houthi underwater attack drone over the weekend. The first time that type of weapon has been used in this conflict. For last night's 60 Minutes, Nora O'Donnell spoke to the U.S. Navy Admiral leading the fight against the Houthis' unmanned vessels. Do other countries have these so-called suicide drone boats? They are Iranian-manufactured. 
exported to the Houthis who adapted them uh, for their own use. In this particular case, other countries around the world have different applications of the same general principle. Frightening. It's frightening. It's concerning. It's clearly why we pay so much attention to putting more eyes out on the water, detecting these small boats, whether they're crewed or uncrewed, they both have a, could have a significant effect. Uh, but by the same token, it's why we're watching all the threats from the Houthis on the water and the missile threats in particular. Israel has given Hamas a deadline to return hostages held in Gaza or face a ground offensive in the city of Rafah, where an estimated 1,500,000 civilians are sheltering. That deadline is by the Muslim holy month of Ramadan, which begins in early March. CBS's Holly Williams reports anger is growing across Israel over a newly released video showing the youngest hostage being held by Hamas. Tonight, Israel's military released this security camera video, which they say they recently found in southern Gaza, apparently showing the Bibas family the same day they were kidnapped, October 7th, being moved by the militants. <laughs> Baby Kafir was nine months old at the time, the youngest hostage. Taken with his four-year-old brother, Ariel, and their parents, Shiri and Yarden. In November, as Hamas released over 100 hostages during a seven-day ceasefire, the group claimed Shiri and her two children had been killed in an airstrike. But the militants haven't shown any proof or handed over any bodies. Despite mounting international criticism, Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, seems determined to launch an offensive in Rafah. Tonight, he vowed to punish the militants who took the Bibas family. We will bring these kidnappers of babies and mothers to justice. I say, give them what they want. Just bring me back my family. Yifat Zaila is a cousin of Shiri Bibas and her two boys. We spoke to her before the new video was made public. So you're in a kind of limbo. For me, my family is still there still very much alive until you know we receive the confirmation there are thought to be around 130 remaining hostages tonight hamas said they'll only free them in exchange for palestinian prisoners and major hamas said another precondition for releasing the hostages is israel quote stopping the aggression holly williams thank you Back here at home, a Minnesota community is in shock and mourning tonight after two police officers and a paramedic were shot and killed while responding to a domestic violence call early Sunday morning. CBS Minnesota's Jonah Kaplan is there. I need that ambulance to 33rd Avenue, and I need two additional ambulances. A call for backup, then a command to get back. Medics, please back off. Medics, back off and turn off lights. According to investigators, a man barricaded himself inside a home with seven children, ages 2 to 15. After an hours-long standoff on Sunday, the man opened fire, killing two officers and the paramedic who tried to save them. Uh, several officers uh, did uh, return fire. I will note that this individual had uh, several guns and large amounts of ammunition. CBS News Minnesota tonight confirming the suspect as 38-year-old Shannon Gooden. Court documents reveal he was a convicted felon who could not legally own a gun. The attack killed Burnsville PD officers Paul Elmstrand and Matthew Ruge, both 27. Adam Finseth, a fire department paramedic, was 40. 
The gunman also died, but the children were physically unharmed. The shooting, a reminder of how domestic calls can turn deadly for first responders. We're heartbroken. We are heartbroken. We are going to need time to be together. FBI data shows among the more than 500 officers killed in the last decade, nearly 10 percent were responding to a domestic disturbance. What do sheriffs, what do police chiefs now tell their deputies and their officers? Stay the course, remember your mission, remember why you chose this profession, remember why you wanted to swear that oath to put on that shield, and remember how much you love your community. The medical examiner tonight releasing his reports and just now confirming again the three first responders died of gunshot wounds, some in the chest, some in the torso. Two of the officers hit multiple times. Major, we're also learning tonight that a third police officer that was struck, he survived and is now home from the hospital. CBS Minnesota's Jonah Kaplan. Thank you. A bike ride takes a terrifying turn when a woman is attacked by a cougar. The details next. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, a 60-year-old woman in Washington state remains in the hospital after being attacked by a cougar. It happened Saturday on a bike trail while the woman was riding with four other people. The woman suffered serious injuries to her face, jaw, and neck. The group pinned down the cougar with a mountain bike until police arrived and shot it. The woman is expected to survive. Tonight, the growing problem of food insecurity on college campuses. Our in-depth report is next. If you can't watch the CBS Evening News, you can listen, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tonight, we go in depth on the issue of food insecurity on college campuses. Recent studies show at least one in three students is dealing with this growing problem. CBS's Elise Preston shows us how one university is serving up a solution. At the University of California, Davis, students may have an appetite for knowledge, but this line isn't for textbooks, it's to receive food. Rent is unbelievably expensive, and it's unfortunate that food and groceries and just basic needs costs are so gigantic. Senior Aaron Cashin showed up 90 minutes before the doors opened at the on-campus food pantry. I literally structure my class schedules around being able to come to the pantry. It's run by students, many of whom are working here because they found help here. It feels good to give back and know that I'm like, I'm needed here. Can you describe 
what it feels like when you don't know where your next meal is coming from. Just like really like anxious. Leslie Kemp runs the university's basic needs center. She believes it's important to offer items like fresh produce, some of which is grown on the student farm and donated to the pantry. A dollar today buys a third of the commodities that it bought when I was in school. There are now close to 800 food pantries on college campuses. A decade ago, there were just 80. UC Davis was one of the first to open up its pantry buried in the basement. Now the pantry is at the heart of the campus. It's not intended for those with a meal plan or who can afford groceries, but it's open to anyone with a student ID, no questions asked. Do you fear that's, that people will take advantage of the system? If we've got 10 students coming in and three didn't need it, I'm okay with that, as long as we get those seven who did need it. What kind of load does that lift off of you? Oh, huge. For Erin Cashin, a dozen eggs. She's stretching her dollars, but only taking what she needs. Pasta. You're being aware of everyone else who is in this struggle with you. I, I think that's kind of what comes with a gift economy. So let me make sure I leave some behind for the next person. No regrets, no stigma, and one very big benefit. It would absolutely affect my academic performance. It would definitely affect mental health without being able to do this. That's certainly food for thought. Elise Preston, CBS News, Davis, California. Heart of America is next with a history-making college baseball player. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally, tonight, our new series, Heart of America. This is when we highlight the women, men, and moments that inspire and provide hope from every corner of the country. Tonight, we celebrate college baseball player Parker Bird. The East Carolina University sophomore is believed to be the first NCAA Division I player to play a game with a prosthetic limb. Bird appeared as a pinch hitter in the eighth inning of Friday's game and drew a walk on five pitches. The home crowd gave him a standing ovation. Bird, who lost part of his right leg in a 2022 boating accident, said taking the at-bat was, quote, absolutely phenomenal. Parker Bird, tonight's Heart of America. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I am Major Garrett. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. 
Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 